Hello, this is Taylor Lomack, and I'm listening to the Fires on Farm podcast. Welcome to Friars in the Farm Podcast. I'm Donovan, and right next to me is Roy, as usual. Let's go Nats. Let's go Nats. Tough 48 hours for... It's been a tough 48 hours for the Astros PR department by their own doing. Yeah. Yeah. I said a bunch of stuff when I was drunk, too, but it didn't get pasted. Thank God it didn't get pasted over... um, No, I didn't say it to anyone of any consequence. Well, yeah, you weren't on your shift... I mean, so yeah, so cel- yeah, you're celebrating, yeah. but at the same time, you're at work yeah. and you're surrounded by press. You got to know yeah. what's going on. You got to be aware of the setting. Apparently, he was aware of the setting and he decided to put some jabs right at those people. Anyway, I'm not going into detail about what the Astros did. I just wanted to say that I that makes me an, a, a Nationals fan. I'm it, I'm pulling for one side in this in this World Series. It really does. And at the end of the day. Um, although it would have been hard to root for the Dodgers if they would have made the World Series. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm a Nationals guy, a National League guy. So I like okay. National League baseball and like National League teams. I like a lot of the players on the Astros. I, I, I love their pitchers. I, I like Altuve and Bregman and a bunch of the players that they've got. Uh, I don't like Roberto Osuna. No. And now I don't like their assistant GM, who nope. I don't believe he should be an Astros employee anymore as of... You know, as soon as the news hit, they should have said, okay, we're dismissing that guy. He's gone. You, you know, here's the thing, Renault. We'll just go way off the bench here. Um, I've always attracted very strong, intelligent women. Okay. That, like, I can't with Liddy. I can't even, like, if I go, where am I going? Turn left to where? Don't take that tone with me. It wasn't a tone. <laughs> I didn't, it wasn't a tone. I couldn't imagine. Well, it's not the man I am, but I couldn't imagine like, and I get angry and I get chirpy sometimes, but it's like, I, I'm, she, the women I date would hit me right back. Well, and, and I wouldn't do it in the first place, but like, they're not afraid of me. True, true. But I've, I've never been to the point where I feel like I need to put my hands on anyone, on anyone, right? let alone my significant other. Right. Uh, there's there's a respect and an appreciation yeah. there that that it it's it doesn't even need to be mentioned. I don't feel like this is something that you should even have to tell somebody yeah. that you don't hit your wife. Yeah, you don't hit the do- the the mother of your children, yeah. and the people that say, well, that he was never convicted of anything. She left the country and she's not allowed to have contact with him for a year. I guarantee you, he paid her a whole bunch of money to make her go away. Yeah. So now we're going way off the beaten right. path and, here. And so we're going to get right back. <laughs> we're going to get right on the horse and talk about a little quick AFL rundown. Uh, Reggie Lawson, MLB Pipeline, tweeted, uh, Reggie Lawson got three whiffs on his heater, which averaged 94.2 miles an hour and topped out at 96.2 and three more on his curveball. Here's what the 2016 number 71 overall MLB draft pick has done in his first two MLB fall starts. Fall league starts. Thank you. Seven innings pitched, one run, three hits, two base on balls, and eight Ks. Fantastic. And that's all we had to report. <laughs> yeah, but it, he, he hasn't really done anything all summer. He's been no. rehabbing. Yeah. And now he comes back. He pitches in the Don Welke Classic, goes out to Arizona, two solid outings. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I did see Logan Driscoll got into another game. He had another hit. It yeah. wasn't a home run. So he was two for four in his first game. I think he went one for three or something like that. It was a single. 
Yeah. Um, so uh, in limited time, but he did catch Lawson's other start. So I wonder if there's something to that, that they're going to have Driscoll work with Lawson when he pitches. Interesting. EBT had, had just posted today the uh, the fall of the Winter League Roundup, and that's that they they Owen Miller won for four with a run and a K. He's hitting 161. Um, I think we should just let him go and not really judge any of these numbers this late in the season. And I said it last year, and I said last season, sorry, said it last week, and I'll say it again this week. Everyone has played just as long as he has, and they're doing a hell of a lot better. I just think for him, it, it's fine. The season he had in Amarillo is well enough to hang your head on. Well, we don't know what he's working on, like we said right. before. Maybe he's got some mechanical change. Maybe it's an approach thing. So you can't judge the stat line by that. So we love to pump people up when they're crushing it on the stat line. When they're not doing well on the stat line, we make excuses for them. But that's because we're optimists. Yeah, absolutely. And it's <laughs> development. Anyway, uh, Logan Driscoll, left-handed catcher. Didn't know that? Well, he's a left-handed hitter. Left-handed catcher is playing right. No, he does not throw with his left hand. <laughs> it just says the left-handed catcher. Okay. I don't know what, I don't know what James was talking no, about. No, he's he throws with his right hand. Okay. <laughs> There hasn't been a left-handed catcher in the major league since like the fifties. It's and I find that I, I find that really interesting. Yeah. So what is it about the catching position where you have to throw right-handed? Because there's most predominantly right-handed hitters. But and... that's not the case anymore. Yeah. I don't know what the what the math is, but I'd like to think that probably forty percent, thirty forty percent at least of the of the of the hitters are left-handed. Yeah. And then they're not running as much as they used to, so the the need to throw down isn't what it used to be. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I'd love to see a left-handed catcher. I understand why you can't have like a left-handed shortstop because it just doesn't biometrically it doesn't make sense to catch and then turn and then throw with your left hand. It's just the the flow of the motion doesn't work. Yeah. But what what is it about catching that makes you have to play? They used to say that about first baseman. You needed to have somebody left-handed because standing there, you need to have your right hand out to catch the ball. Yeah. Now most of the first basemen moved off some other position, and they're right-handed throwers. Pretty much, as Ron Washington said. Although you know, you whoever can't play in the outfield goes to first base, and you know they said money ball. It's a very difficult position. It's very difficult. No, first base is easy. It's very wash. Very difficult position. Uh, to round this up, Elliot Ashbeck had finally is human. Two innings, uh, four hits, two earned runs, and four Ks on 40 pitches. 28 of them are strikes. And then we got the Dominican Winter League going on. We've got yeah. Mexican League going on. Uh, but we can skim over that stuff. Yeah, not, not really too much to report on any of the uh, top prospects. But what is going on is the bombshell in minor league baseball. Two things. The Baseball America... Article from J.J. Cooper on the MLB's proposal to revamp the minor leagues. This is completely flipping things on its head. This is completely flipping the whatever they say the kids say these they, days. They want to realign the flipping teams. The they want to cut teams from affiliates. Yeah. They want to reduce the number of minor league employees. They want to change the relationship of who pays for what. Yeah. I, there's so much, so many moving parts here. So I'm glad that you broke it down here into a little bit of a, of an outline for us to go down some bullet points. I did because there's tons to talk about here. I listened to the podcast and then I read the article. Um, okay, so so JJ Cooper wrote an article t breaking down what the proposal is, the Major yeah. League Baseball. So to step back yeah. even more, there's a player development agreement that Major League Baseball has with Minor League Baseball, and there was a separate article that. 
I don't think it was J.J. Cooper, somebody else wrote that went through the whole history of the agreement, the history between minor league baseball and major league baseball, that once upon a time, the minor leagues really were separate independent leagues and then major league baseball would purchase the contracts of the players from the minor leagues and that's why we still have a lot of the language that we have today that the contract was purchased from triple a el paso yeah and it used to be that they were actually purchasing that player away from a team that had no affiliation with the major leagues and then branch ricky had a, a large part in starting the the whole idea of a farm system and I, I find Branch Rickey to be an interesting person because we think of the whole Jackie Robinson story, but he had many other significant contributions to the game of baseball. Huge contributions. So this agreement gets renewed every so often. Yeah. Five, seven, ten years, it's varied over time. And now that agreement is due for renewal again in 2020. So now the two sides are coming to the table to start to discuss the negotiations. To kind of go back to the big, big piece where it really, really changed was back in 1990. Uh, the between minor league baseball and major league baseball, it was incredibly contentious, and they actually had two winter meetings that year, because it, but winter meetings are a minor league event that invites major league baseball. But we all know now that major league baseball is is the primary contributor to I don't know the attraction of it or whatever, um, where it went down to who's going to pay for what. Are, are, are the minor league teams going to pay for salary? Are they going to pay for the field? Are, how are they going to do that? And what happened was is the major league team agreed to pay the players and the minor league affiliates were responsible for the stadiums, for the upkeep, for all that kind of stuff and getting them to inform ball games and you know the travel, all that travel stuff. And they hammered it out and it's kind of been going that way for a real long time. Now minor league baseball has expanded and each team doesn't have the same amount of affiliates. Like several major league teams have a few rookie affiliates, not just rookie ball in the complex, but they have a couple of short season teams or they'll have a couple of rookie league teams. The Yankees have eight teams. They have eight minor league rosters (laughs) in the continental U.S. That doesn't include what they have in the Dominican. So they've got multiple short season teams. Like in the Sally Appalachian League, they've got multiple teams in those leagues. I thought it was a big deal when the Padres decided to have a second AZL team, but then and now, but that gives the Padres what six rosters, I think. Yeah, but, but it's okay because the, the the two AZL teams are under Padres control. It's their thing that they pay for. Everyone there, it's all there. But once you start getting into affiliates, and and you have to you have to start going with how nice is the field. Is there travel between? Well, let's we're going to get a little ahead of ourselves. We'll go down. So this when you were talking quick. about the history a little bit in 1990, I, I don't know if that's when the real big disagreement happened between Major League and Minor League Baseball, it where was. it got to the point where Major League Baseball was going to take all their players and spend do everything at the complexes. Yeah, that, they said that's it. We're going to take all of our pieces and go home, and they were going prepared. They were getting ready to play all of the minor league games in. Arizona and Florida at the complexes. Yep. And at that point, minor league baseball was going to have to go out and find independent players. It basically every minor league, every minor league would become an independent league at that point. Yeah. And they were at that point where they were preparing to do it yeah. before they finally came to an agreement and things got to continue pretty much the way that they have been now. And so a part of that agreement was that there's a little tax on every ticket you buy. Yes. And and that money goes directly to Major League Baseball. Yes. Which uh, I thought I read somewhere this year is $18 million in total. So the minor league 
minor league baseball is paying them $18 million, a multi-billion dollar corporation, if you want to call it. Yeah. Is getting chump chains is is nickel and diming their minor league their minor league affiliates. Yeah, and Will Myers is going to make more than that next year. Right. <laughs> so so for the sal but for the salary of one decent major league player yeah. that that's minor league is paying that back to major league. Meanwhile, yeah. you've got players living, you know, trying to scrape by with yeah. with income that's below the poverty line. The living conditions for a lot of these guys aren't that great. The transportation isn't very good but then major league baseball is the one that's imposing all these demands on what they require well and that's what they're going to go with it's called the 120 plan i think there are 160 odd plus uh, affiliates they're going to pick and choose between what affiliate it could be a short season affiliate it could be a triple a affiliate so you're um, talking away from the complex away from the complex separate teams so se- northwest league appalachian league triple yeah. a Major League Baseball's plan isn't to just knock out all the short season teams. It's to find the facilities that have um, that have a combination of poor facilities, a distance between that travel is a big thing. Um, and if those, you know, if the facilities and the weight room and the, the, the all the other accoutrements that go into having a minor league team or even a major league team, if they're not up to stuff, they are going to be cut from affiliation from the major league team. They will have their own. They will still be semi. What I read somewhere, it's going to be semi-affiliated. It's, they're talking about like some kind of dream league. The where dream it's, league, it's, yeah. It's, in a, it's an independent, but yet there's maybe some. It's like, like a relationship somehow. Something like that. So players that aren't affiliated with any major yeah. league team. So the way the yeah. major league team sees or the major league baseball sees is the quarter of minor league facilities are well below standards which kind of makes sense because you you know you spend all this money on these players you want them to develop with the best tools with the best environment with uh you know with short travel between you know these bus rides the the romance of the 12-hour bus ride from a team you know from stadium to stadium it's that's romance the truth is it's freaking horrible Trying to see, you know, trying to sleep on a bus. Have you ever tried to sleep on a plane? But these aren't sleeper buses. These no. are regular old tour buses. So the seats don't lay down. You've got guys laying down in the aisles, trying to sleep in the seats. Yeah. You know, wherever they can do to try to get some rest. And then you get to wherever you're going. You check into your hotel, sleep for a couple hours, and then go play a game. Yeah. Um, so what kind of rest? How? What does that do to a player's health? Yeah. So you're talking about facilities. So my thought went to Lake Elsinore because I've heard the people in the booster club talk about the conditions that they have, that the the batting cage is like a dilapidated high school batting cage. I haven't been down to the clubhouse, but you've told me that the clubhouse is small. It's hot. It's cramped. It's it's a sauna in there. It's real small. Uh, right next to that is the pitching of the coach's room, okay. which is about the size of a walk-in closet. I didn't walk in there, but it looks like it's about the size of a walk-in closet. The training room is about the size of a larger walk. You know, it's a smaller room. Um, but now teams, minor league teams have more coaches and trainers than they used to. More coaches, more trainers. They have film. They have... They've got analytics staff. Yeah. So they, there's a much larger group of people that work for the major league organization yeah. or are attached to the team that are employees of the major league organization and they're, the facilities aren't there to support them. So right. when the diamond was built in the mid-90s, all that stuff wasn't there. Somebody brought up San Jose earlier today and I looked it up. San Jose's stadium was built in like 1943. It predates 
The it, Pacific Coast League almost. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it was a Pacific Coast League team for a long time, yeah. but there haven't been any major renovations done to the team. So, to the, so you look yeah. at the pictures and the the press box reminds me of what I see at some high school football yeah. fields where you've got maybe room for a half dozen people to sit in there and that's it. And now for for like for the All-Star game, the AAA or the single A All-Star game, you've got probably 25, 30 credentialed press members going. And so Major League Baseball wants the facility to be able to support that. Yeah. So it's the development of the player as well as the promotion of the sport in general. They're, 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 I believe that they have the right intentions as far as that's concerned. Right. But at the same time, this feels like a, a negotiation that's based on money, on who's going to pay what, and Major League Baseball trying to save a penny. Which is a bad look. Um, and it's negotiation, and that's the thing. It's a negotiation. So when you come into the table... You come in with the heavy hand. True. This is what we're going to do. This yeah. is what we want. Yeah, you want to push the line as far as you can and then let it come back a little bit. And I can see, and, and for me, someone who loves minor league baseball, um, 40 rounds of, of, and they also want to shorten the draft. They want to, they want to have the draft later in the season. Yeah, they're talking about going from 40 rounds to 20, 20 or 25, 25 rounds. Move but, the draft from June to, what, early August, I think I saw. Yeah. And, and believe me, there's only so many roster spots on a major league team so to have that many rounds to play that many i don't know have that many teams it, it's kind of inefficient in a way well you have to focus on quality over quantity right so there was a walker bueller quote i can't remember what article it was in but he said something along the lines of it at any minor league team there are maybe two or three players that are actual major league prospects yeah and everybody else is there really to support them and it's kind of crummy to look at it that way because you want to yeah. look at any player out there and go, you know, if things go right, they can make it to the majors. But Absolutely. in reality, for most organizations, that's the case. Now, the Padres, I think we have a little bit of a different perspective on it because there is so much high-quality talent at every yeah. level. Yeah. So you look, and there's probably 6 to 12 players at each level that you could reasonably see a path to the majors. But still, you've got... So, catchers. You can't take Luis Torrens, Blake Hunt, Luis Camposano and put them all on the same team. It cannot happen. Those guys right. each need... And expect them to develop at any, no. any clip. They need the space, the playing time, right. the attention to be able to succeed. And yeah. so then to support them, you need guys like A.J. Kennedy, uh, Jalen Washington, Juan Fernandez to, to work alongside them. Yeah. Um, for your star shortstop, you need to have a second baseman. You need to have corner outfielders. So you can't just take all the rosters and squeeze them together and crop out 20 guys and and make it necessarily work. But I guess that goes back to how you acquire players, how you filter them out. So right. maybe you have two, three teams at the complex, but the guys that actually leave the complex have to be of a higher caliber because there's less spots for them to go to. Absolutely. And and so with, and with that, it's just that that's... It, you know, you have better, you have better facilities and you have, you know, it's all better. Everything's better. They're getting, they're going to get paid more. So for my sense, it's, it is like a business. So they're running it like a business. So if we're going to pay our players more money, well, I, we need to pay less players more money. So let's cut the rosters and be able to, you know, give a 50% 
pay raise to each player um, on top of having higher quality players play at that given chance. Yeah, so, but the thing that I keep going back to is that Major League Baseball is making money hand over fist. And yeah? you've got these enormous contracts going out to guys. Granted, it's slowed down a little bit the last couple of years, but still, yeah. these guys are making a ton of money. And so for the cost of one or two middle-of-the-road players, you could dramatically change the quality of life across thousands of minor league players. Absolutely, which will go well with facilities go well with nutrition go well with travel all that stuff is encompassed with that yeah you'd think that all of these things would only improve the quality of your product at the top of that pyramid yeah that the players that finally get there there they will have come up through a system that supports them that much better because yeah Mackenzie gore signed for a big bonus so he's got money to live off of but the, the ty france i don't know what he signed for but i Got to imagine it wasn't a whole lot. And he had a host family every single one. You know, yeah. He had to live with someone. He had to work his butt off to get there. So we've yeah. talked to guys that work for UPS um, that have jobs in the off season. Yeah. I mean, we, so uh, we, we we talked to Lee um, Lee Solomon. He's a, a teacher, substitute right? teacher so, in the off season. Yeah. You're trying to make, make, make his way. But then a couple things happen and he happens to get hot. And what do you know? An opportunity opens up. Yeah. You never know when these, what's going to happen with these guys. So I, I have a soft spot in my heart. Anyway, so we've got your list here. So the preliminary proposal dubbed the 120 plan for the number of affiliate teams would remain. Um, MLB states that several current minor league facilities are not up to the standards. There hasn't been a significant change in the facility standards since the 1990 PBA. So yeah. I find that interesting. Yeah. Because we just got done talking about all the stuff that's changed, the increased coaching staffs, the analytics departments, the video people that did not exist yeah. back then. Um, MLB says a quarter of the facilities are below standards, so they want a good weight room, good clubhouse room for coaches, dining, video training. In Lake Elsinore, what do they do when they bring out the spread? Where is the spread? How is it set up? Okay, so the spread is right in front of the clubhouse, which is the door next to that, I think. Two doors down is the shower. So is it like in a hallway? It's in the hallway, dude. It's in the hallway, and you. It's in the. <laughs> there's a long hallway in Fort, uh, in uh, Lake Elsinore. Right when you walk into that door, the first door on your left is the coaches, is managers, Tony's Tony's office. It's about uh, half the size of this room. Little little under half the size of the room goes into another room, but that's his office. You walk down. Your first is the training room. Training room is about the size of a small. One bedroom, and so you're, that's yeah. where like people get massage, yeah. whatever you, you gets treatment, get you taped see up stuff along the walls. You see like lockers, like just all kinds of like trainer kind of stuff. So that's not a, a weight room. Tables. Nope, just the trainers room. Never saw the weight room. Haven't Is seen there it. a hot like a, a whirlpool? Not that I know of. Okay, I didn't, I didn't really go looking around the place. But I know that the spread is on a table right in front of the uh, right in front of the lockers. Okay, so minor league players, they are going to get paid more. Real quick, which from a chef standpoint, from a restaurant guy, is um, the food is probably not kept to temp. So you have, um, you know, so you have some health, you have some food safety issues there. Okay. Um, the it's cold, an open hallway out to the, the yeah, field, no, right? You could, no, it's an open hallway right in front. It's it, coming from a food st standpoint, the food's not kept to temp. The cold's not being kept cold. The hot's not being kept hot. And. As someone who does this for a living, I would be in very big trouble if the food that I see put out um, is put out under my name. Okay. 
and it's sitting out there for a couple it, hours. A couple hours, like the press room. Yeah, you, you whatever they have there, it's you know the little small sterno that doesn't work that well. Um, the food's not kept hot, and the cold stuff's not kept cold. And, and they, they don't have little styrofoam containers like McDonald's used to do with that that <laughs> deluxe burger, whatever it was, to get the hot side hot and the cold side cold. Yeah, no. <laughs> so minor league players are going to get a pay raise. Um, so what you've got down here, you say giving players a 50% raise but don't want to pay for all of the increase. So Major League Baseball intends to increase their salary, yeah. but then they want minor league baseball to chip in. Yeah. I have a hard time believing that minor league teams are making that kind of revenue They're that not. they can contribute to the player's salary. They're not. And and, and teams like Lake Elsinore, like San Jose, those they're hot. It's hot in Lake Elsinore. It's freaking hot in San Jose. Yeah, go they to Visalia. Yeah, they don't have the numbers on, on any given day. They really rely on weekend revenue mm-hmm. uh, to make your money. But you go to a Tuesday game, and there's no one there. There's no one there. And so the revenue there is not coming in hand over fist. I mean, they really have to run that place a pretty tight ship. Um, Ken Fogel, the the new GM there, I'm sure I, I would like to talk to him about that more uh, next season, like the business of a minor league team. Like, what's your food cost? Well, you know, what's your labor percentage? Um, how do you guys run this place on such a small dime, mm-hmm. really? Um, I guess that's where if I'm the major league organization, I look at it and I go, well, why should I be paying you to run these operations for my players when I can just do it in my own facility in Peoria. Well, they, and a lot, of, a lot of teams will buy affiliates so yes. they can have like the Syracuse Mets or the AAA team with the Mets. Syracuse is only a two-hour flight. I don't even know. It's like maybe an hour flight to New York. So it's real close. Um, and then they can keep an eye on the facilities. They can upgrade it. And it's their own investment. It's very much a business. This is not... They don't... Major League Baseball doesn't seem to me... They don't want to invest in who is taking care of their players. Which they really could, but they and they want. I'm sorry, they want to do that, but they want to do it on their own, you know, by making it more cost effective. So it's more of cut, trim the fat, so we can make the same amount of money or more. You know, we have to pay as many people, and then that's how we're doing good for our team. Hmm. You know. Meanwhile, if you cut these teams, there's a thousand jobs, five hundred jobs in any uh, any facility. Oh yeah. Because um, you've, you've got sales, you've got food service, you've got janitorial people, you've got groundskeepers. You know, most of the, most of Lake Elsinore Storm are all students, are all high school kids. So when school starts, it's, uh, God, who's I talking? I was talking to someone about it, and they're like, yeah, all the high school kids are gone, so <laughs> they got, you know, half their workforce goes to, back to school, they can't work night jobs, they gotta go to school. <laughs> okay, so we're talking about salary. Um drop that so what's your note mean here drop that one fourth and it's not short season or rookie reel. okay so you want to drop a quarter of the teams yeah and it's not just go let's drop off everyone off short season gotcha let's kill okay. the appy league let's kill the northwest league but what they want to do is take maybe some of those short season teams and make them full season ball yeah because they're teams that have built new new facilities like the hillsborough hops yeah up in the northwest league just built a brand new ballpark it's a beautiful facility it can house a large crowd right. so maybe that becomes a double a or a single a affiliate if they feel that it's large enough right and it meets all their other requirements um so less teams more money to pay for the raise in salary limit the number of affiliates each team can have so I, they want to cut it down to what four four full season affiliates for each team something like that with no short season I, I think they want to do away with short season altogether. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. It's but just the short season teams wind up going to become full season affiliates. Yeah, and they also want to pull a couple of the international league teams into it. 
So like the St. Paul Saints, they were a part of the American Association for decades, which was a AAA level uh, league. And then it dissolved and the teams wound up going into, you know, becoming part of the other leagues. Well, the St. Paul Saints became an independent league ball. But we, when I was up in Lake Elsinore, we were sitting there and we were with one of the host families and somebody that they used to have on their team is now playing for the St. Paul Saints. He was released by the Padres. Now he's... Vince Diesel? No, no, it wasn't Vince Diesel. Uh, uh, I don't remember who it was okay. off the top of my head, but their ballpark is beautiful. Yeah. And they've got a big showing that come out. They've got really good production. But it was like watching... It was on a similar level to what you see out of Fort Wayne. As far as the production quality, the graphics that they were putting up, the promotions that they had stuff going on between innings and all that, they do a really good job. Yeah. The Sugarland Skeeters, similar kind of a thing. So I could see why they'd want it. They, they're looking at this really good product. Well, we might as well have minor league, affiliated minor league ball going on in this ballpark. And then they're looking on the other side and you've got, you know, podunk broke down stadium and nobody's right. there where brockmeyer is right? but then you've got a double a <laughs> ball club trying to conduct business there it doesn't make a whole lot of sense well and you, you talk about double, well when you first when you said sugarland skeeter i'm like is this a country western podcast or are we going into music <laughs> well they, they they're part of my consciousness because i remember roger clemens went and pitched for them after he retired yeah. Okay, And so seeing some of these retired guys, I think Jose Canseco played there for a little while. We were just trying to come back as a knuckleballer or whatever. All right. Uh, but it's it's new facilities and good production value and a really well-run organization. It's just independent ball, not affiliated ball. So there's, there's a lot to unpack here. And, and this is going to take over, I think, over several, several episodes to talk about. Uh, we have some things in the work to maybe have some people come on in the coming weeks to talk about this. Um, but right now, we need to bring on Taylor Lomack. Yes, we have a guest. We have a guest. Our first off-season guest is Taylor Lomack. So right after this, we will bring on Taylor Lomack. But first... But first, let me tell you about Dr. Travis Ehlers, a certified sports chiropractic physician. Nice. Nice segue. 14 years in the business. He specializes in sports injuries and prevention. He works with high school, college, and several local professional athletes, including athletes on the U.S. Olympic Center team. Uh, in the U.S. Olympic Center team uh, in Chula Vista. He goes to the NFL Combine every year. He'll fix you up. He'll fix up your athlete. Office is right there off Miramar Road in Miramar. Give him a call. Make an appointment. He All insurances. He takes all insurances. And my insurance is kind of funky. As good as it is, it's kind of funky. And they accept my insurance. So um, if they accept my insurance, I'm sure they'll accept yours. Call him 844-627-4763 or go to drtravisehelers.com. That's D-R-T-R-A-V-I-S-E-H-L-E-R-S.com and get adjusted. And we'll be right back with Taylor Lomack. Taylor Lomack was drafted in the 24th round in 2019 at a Tallahassee Community College, where the Georgia native led the Eagles in all offensive categories with a 378 batting average, 443 OBP, 454 slugging in 51 games, earning him all Panhandle Conference and FCSAA All-State honors. For going a scholarship to Jacksonville University to sign with the Padres, the speedy outfielder racked up a 343, 405, and 409 slash with an OPS of 814 in 39 games with the Padres' two-team in Arizona League with 11 steals and a 19% K rate. 
And he joins us here at Friars on the Farm. Taylor, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah. Before we get going, I, I just want to apologize for, you know, scheduling our interview like during game one of the World Series. Yeah, it's okay. Do you have a Our chance to watch that today? Uh, no, I, I told myself I wasn't going to watch it. You know, I was a Yankees fan. They had enough losing, so I said, no, I'm not going to watch it today. Uh, well, we can I'm st- still kind of upset. We can start there. So you're in, you're in Atlanta, Georgia, right? Born and raised? Yes, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, yes. How did that oh. How did that fly? How did you become a Yankees fan? In Georgia <laughs> or in Atlanta? <laughs> uh, my, um, my father, he's a big um, Yankees fan, of course, and – Ever since then, I was like, that's his team. So he bought me a jersey. He actually bought me two jerseys. One was Alex Rodriguez A-Rod. and Derek Jeter. But I really I really like A-Rod. Yeah, he, I was, that was my favorite player. So you like yeah. A-Rod over Jeter? Yes, I always did, yes. I always kind of felt like A-Rod was the yeah. like he was the the intruder into Jeter's territory. Nobody seemed to yeah. accept A-Rod. Yes. See, I love him. I, that was my man. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, you know, A Rod's a little bit younger, so I, I think yeah. uh, Derek Jeter's a little bit of the older school. Okay. Yeah. Well, I still love Derek Jeter, though. I still love. Right. Him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you got it. So, hey, you just did you you went back and finished your associate's degree, yeah? Yes. Honestly, um, after I got drafted, I had three more weeks of school left. And it was four classes, and I had promised my coach I was going to finish up school. And just maintain my good GPA, and that's what I did. So, Anything worked out. So your what was your major? Um, theater and education. So theater. All right. So yeah. are you? Uh, you're an, Are you an actor? Do you have aspirations? Honestly, um, when I was younger, I um, went to a performance arts school called Mount Vernon Academy, and ever since then, they would like make us write plays. We write, try to make write movies. I even honestly played in the movie when I was real in fifteen. Yeah, 15 years old, and some movie called Barbershop through the next cut, and it was, I liked it. It was good. Wait, Barbershop was that? Um, yeah, Cedric the Entertainer. Cedric the Entertainer, Ice Cube. It was good to meet them. No it kidding, nice. you were in that. Yes. We're gonna have to look that. All right, up. I gotta look Dude, that. We got up. Netflix. Yeah. I got Prime. I had we're no idea we were talking to a celebrity <laughs> here. I was seeing you the pictures. Yeah. So what did good. you? What was your part in the movie? Oh, nothing. I was just, man, they all, man, they had put me as a bully to bully Ice Cube's son. So yeah, I didn't even feel that's... Yeah. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. I definitely need to find this. So then Ice Cube comes and finds you and, and scares you straight, right? Is that what happens? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other game members, yeah, they, they scared me straight. They brushed <laughs> me off and stuff. It was a good time. Oh, my gosh. So, okay, so then we just begs the question. Give us your top five movies of all time. Oh, See, I'm kind of different. I like Harry Potter, of course. Um, I like the Sandlot movies. And to be funny, I like the Benchwarmers, too. Yeah, I love, yeah, I love the Benchwarmers. All yeah. right. All right. A little bit that's, of li- that's my go-to, though. That's my go-to. Okay. Yeah, that's funny. The lighter, the lighter fare. I can appreciate that. What's your favorite baseball movie? Oh, baseball? Ooh, ooh that's tough. I know. I mean, it's ben- not. Ben- Benchwarmers ben- ben- is kind of a baseball right. movie. <laughs> ooh, that's tough. Ooh, let's think. The Sandlot, the original Sandlot. Right, yeah. Can't go wrong and, with Sandlot. That's, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's yeah, it's a, that's a tough category to pick. Yeah, there's, there's so many. So you say your favorite player growing up was A Rod. He's a shortstop, third baseman. You play yeah. outfield. Did you play infield positions when you were growing up? When I was real young, I played infield. Of course, you start off real young. Then I started recognizing, hey, I honestly got a better chance in the outfield. So 
Yeah, me and A-Rod, I really couldn't really watch his game no more. Had to transition over. You could at least watch what he did at the plate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried. I used to try, but it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're still you're still trying. You're still trying. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. So, so, um, dude, Tallahassee Community College they produced at least one draft pick or a commit to TCC uh, TCC uh, since 2010. Was that a reason why you went there? Or? Yes, honestly, it was a reason why I went there. Also, my second favorite player also went there too. So I always wanted to go there because Lorenzo came. Um, Locan. Really, yeah, I really, yeah, that's what I really try to model my game after in the outfield wise. But yeah, I just like that was one reason. Plus, they were in the Panhandle Conference. That's a very tough conference to JUCO, so I thought that was best for me. Well, and that's and that's it sounds like a tough, tough, you know, yeah. tough school to go to. Having all these major league guys come out of there, or at least get dra- not major league guys, but you know, get drafted out of there. Yeah. Um, big Locane fan here. We, uh, my wife's a Mets fan growing up as a child in New York, and when, uh, when, uh, hey there, uh, when <laughs> they lost to the Royals, we had started liking the Royals so much because they were a young team, excited. Yeah. They had Dyson, they had Locane, you know, they had uh, Salvi Perez behind the dish, uh, Alex Gordon. Um, you know, your, your Vardy Ventura. Uh, so when they, when her Mets lost to the Royals, we're like, ah, it's okay. It's all right. But now yeah. to watch Locane blow up over in, in, uh, Milwaukee, it's fantastic. Yeah. You know, Milwaukee, yeah. they play their spring training in Phoenix. So yeah. have you, you've never had, have you had a chance to meet him? No, I, um, I saw him before, but everybody was kind of too nervous to talk to him. He had came up to the school one time and it was just crazy. And our coach, he was just critiquing his game the whole time. Um, coach McLeod, he's funny. Yeah. Ah, so it sounds like your coach was pretty tough. Oh, he's a tough coach, but hey, he loves you. Yeah, that's just how he was. I guess you need to have tough love from a from a coach like that. He needs to tell you what's yeah. going on. Don't yeah. want somebody being too nice. Yeah, that's good. So um, you attended Le- Eagles Landing High School in McDonough, Georgia. Uh, yes. Former Major League Baseball player Matt Merton went to school there, as well as current mm-hmm. minor, leaguer, minor leaguers Daz Cameron and Jacob Hayward. Um, have yeah. you had a chance to interact with any of those guys? Um, nah, honestly, I didn't have a um, chance to interact with them. But the father, um, Mike Cameron, I talk to him a lot up here. I usually go up there and hit a lot, and he'll just tell me, he'll just give me advice. Just told me to stay focused and just keep working. That's about it. Mike Cameron, yeah. former Padre. Former Padre, right? Yeah, <laughs> So, how did you find out that you were drafted? Was there? Do you have a story about that? Where were you at? Who was with uh, you? Yeah, that, <laughs> that was really a funny. That was a funny story right there. Um, I remember my parents. They ended up leaving. They had to go to work, and my phone was blowing up the whole day. I was like, "Well, maybe I'm gonna get drafted, but I don't know. I didn't know." So then I ended up walking to my best friend's house because I didn't want to be alone. We ended up going to Chip Play. We came back. Then they said, um, John Martin, the associate scout, he had called me and told me, hey, we're going to pick you. Congratulations. And phones just started blowing up. It was, it was a good, best feeling. Damn. That is fantastic. Yeah. So you, you weren't with your family. You were out with your friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was out with my friend, my best friend. And it wasn't yeah. on Sunday. I know that it wasn't on Sunday because you were at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then you you know you're a 24th round guy picked out of a JUCO in in uh, Tallahassee, Florida. One of your dreams was always to come to California. You got almost there with uh, you know arriving in Peoria. 
How was that walking yeah. into that spring training complex? Oh, man. Well, first thing I walked in there, you know, I came from Juco. So first thing we had went to the equipment room. And they were just giving us a whole bunch of stuff. I was like, man, I'm not used to this before. Right. And they said, hey, low Matt, here's the goalkeeper. Oh, man, they just handed me everything. I said, man. Then also they tell you it's time to work. Um, I think the first day we went out there, we you know, practiced. And we went straight to it. It was good. So did you fly out or did you drive out? What What would you uh, what'd you do? Oh, um, they flew me out. Okay. They flew me out. Because I hear um, some guys talk day. about packing up a car and driving cross country or whatever to have all their yeah. stuff with them. <laughs> Yeah, it's a couple people that did that. So who did you room at, room with right when you got there? Blake Baker. That's my um I knew him a while. He was um also came from a Florida Junior College. So me and him we just became tight ever since we'll catch movie. He'll teach me stuff where I should worry about on the base path when I'm trying to steal a base or what a pitcher's gonna do and I also tell him what what a speed guy will look for in a pitcher. He'll just help each other out. Nice. So that's good fun. Have you? Did you connect with any other coaches or players while you were uh, at the complex? Yeah, I really did. The hitting instructor, yeah, um, Raul Gonzalez. Yeah, he was real good. Um, he, me and him, we interacted very well. I mean, I first went there. He, I didn't think they didn't know how fast I was though. Um, we just um, just worked on it, and hitting wise, we just did drills. That was it. I really interacted with him well. So you say they didn't know how fast you were. Yeah, they did it. They did it. That was fun. So what, what did, did did they? You open their eyes one day? Yes, I remember because it was the second game. It was the second game, and I end up um it was my first hit. It was first hit. Um, I end up hitting the ball to right field. I ended up getting a triple. It was a stand up triple, and they had said, "Man, it was like, man, he might as well just have kept going." Just, <laughs> he might. He said, "You tried." <laughs> Yeah. Until so your your first professional hit was a triple. First professional hit was a triple. Damn. So that speed is a big part of your game. Did they did they work on you with with base stealing and, and getting the lead? Oh yes, and yes, yes. Pitcher yes, reads. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, the first ever attempt I tried to steal in pro ball that didn't go too well at all. <laughs> I mean, um, I had to really learn with the pitching when there's the time to go. Um, usually. I just had to learn different stuff like that, man. Ever since then, I haven't got thrown out. So they gunned you down the first time? Yeah. He first really, time. Got what, down. Was it a first bad time. jump? Did you go on the wrong pitch? What was it? Um, he, the pitch was a 1-1 to the plate. Now, you know, I was just my adrenaline. I was like, yes, I'm going to go. This is going to be my first on the base. So, hey. <laughs> <laughs> the ball was waiting on me at the base. I said, oh, man. It was fun. It was funny. He didn't turn around and pick you off. Did he, went, he went home and it came down? Yeah, he went home and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. He was quick to the play. I was like, okay. But then well, they started teaching me. And it was like, yeah, you got to go. Right. When it's like a 1 4, 1 3, 1 4, that's when you can steal. But they're 1 under 1 3, don't go. So do you sit there with a, with a stopwatch watching the guys? How do you know what the um, time yeah, is? They had, yeah, they'll have the first base coach on him. His name was Billy Hong. Oh, man, that was a funny guy. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, Billy Hong. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he was just um just to tell me like, hey, it's a one four to the plate. You can go if you want. That's easy. Yeah, he was real funny. He was sitting there with a stopwatch. Yeah, it was, it was cool. Billy, Billy's with the bat flip, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, the bat flip. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the bat flip. Yeah, Billy home. Did Billy he teach home. you any uh, any bat flip skills? Yeah. Oh man, we man, we was in the cages all the time. He would do a flip. We used to hit um cage bombs, and he just 
No, you have to pimp it. You have to pimp it. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, he, he's funny. He's funny. He's yeah, a he's legend funny. in Korea. Have you yeah, seen videos? Yes, I have. He shows us all the time. He's like, yeah, yes, I was. What is up with him? So he's proud. We. We, we were in spring training last year and we yeah. were asking guys about it. They're like, oh, yeah, he shows everyone. And we're like, does he have you guys sit yeah. in a room? We're like, okay, guys, check this out. Look at this. That's how you pimp a bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's really home. That's really home. Yeah, so man. when we were at spring training, uh, my wife and I we were walking around the, the complex watching the guys and um, Tony Tarasco and Coach Hong were, were hitting grounders to the guys at second base while these other guys were in the batting cage. Um, <laughs> And there's this music playing. It was a it was a Mexican song called yeah. La Chona. And yeah. I look out, and the guys at second base are all dancing. Ding, 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 and then ding, next thing ding, I know, ding, there's Coach ding, Hong, ding, and there's Tarasco having too much fun. And, I mean, we were having so much fun just watching those guys. But I, yeah, it's, it's real fun. It's it seems real like fun, a kind of guy that keeps it loose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever you're having a bad game, you might want to go to Billy Hong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's funny. Well, well, you know, and that's a good question. <clears throat> In the complex, you obviously, you're you know, it's your first – First taste of pro ball. I mean, do they keep it light? Do they, I mean, I know you guys get your work in, but do they keep it light? Do they, you know, when you got caught stealing, did they razz you when you came back? Or Oh, no, no, they, no, they didn't really do that. I mean, no, they just wanted you to keep trying to be an aggressive. I mean, if you mess up, I mean, ooh, I mean, one time, I guess a person had got in trouble. That's about it. Because they brought Chick-fil-A in the um, dugout. That's about it, though. Uh-huh. Other than that, so no, no Chick Fil A in the dugout. No Chick Fil A. Yeah, dugout. no eat, no eating dugout. That's a, that's the rule. No one rule. No eating dugout. But did did they yeah. do some stuff to keep you to keep it fun and keep it light for you guys? Oh yes, every day was a fun day. Every day was a fun day. What kind of every stuff day. did they do to keep it fun? Oh man, we like games, like hitting games, um, out the drills. It just felt like we wasn't at practice half the time though, because the practices we were doing were fun, and also we were putting work too. That that helps keep it fun. You know that remind. That's another thing I saw at spring training. They were doing like an outfield throwing drill, and they had yeah. trash cans stacked up or something, or maybe yeah. it was buckets stacked up around home Bucket. plate. And when somebody yeah. knocked a bucket off the thing, then everybody went nuts. <laughs> yeah, they they do that a lot. So yeah. you hit three fifty three through one hundred three forty three three forty three through one hundred fifty three at bats, forty seven singles. Do you think of yourself as a contact hitter? Yes, I'm more of a contact hitter. I mean. I'm working on more power. I'm honestly how the power was just um about um how my swing was. So they had to um re kind of change that up a little bit. Then yeah, I'm more of a I can use my speed to advantage. Yeah. So they've say, they've um, messed with your mechanics a little bit. Just a just a tad bit. Raul he did a little bit. I mean it really worked. Towards later end of the season, I start actually hitting the ball real good. So all right, where do they where do they tweak with the swing? Is it low? Uh, Is it yeah, it's a, it's a really the loading, the loading, stand on your um, back hip a lot, the stand down, because usually it was telling me about how athletic guys, we tend to jump out a lot. And they just said it's hard for us to stand still. So they're just telling me um bounce, really bounce, did a lot of bounce stuff. And after that, I started getting used to it. But that one day off that machine, I, I hated the machine. Oh, man. Talk about the machine. Is that a high velocity oh. machine? What is it? Oh, the machine. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I hate the machine. I mean, that first week, I remember, like, a lot of people, we had, like, a mini camp, you know, and the machine, it was out there. Man, I did only touch one ball. That <laughs> At first, I was like, man, this is going to be a long year, man. Yeah, but 
towards later on, you get used to it. So you're talking about it's a pitching machine, right? Yes, it's a pitching machine. It's, whew. So they have it cranked up so it's high velocity? Oh, yeah, it's, it's high velocity, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's high, yeah. They're like, here's 100 with movement. Good luck, yeah. kid. Good luck, kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really helped in the game, though, because everything in the game is looked like, oh, I can see this real well. Yeah, yeah, is it one cool. of those that has the three wheels where they can they can make it they can like put different spin on it so it comes out yes. like a curveball a slider? Yes, 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 yes. I've heard some yeah. guys buy those. Like I think Blake yeah. Hunt bought one and he has one at home. He's a catcher that played for a Single A yeah. Fort Wayne yeah. this year. He bought one last year in the off season so he could work, you know, at home with yeah. it. So do you look like you're you're at home. Where are you at right now? Oh, I'm in the, um, right now, you know, I'm in the living room in Atlanta, Georgia. Just, All right. So earlier this year, uh, I got family that lives outside of Nashville. And, Nashville, uh, yeah. and my, my wife and I are, 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 we're all baseball junkies. Even the wife is a big baseball junkie. So I our, our wives actually have their own podcast pod, right. called Hell's Bells. Right. They talk about Padre oh, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So we want a lot of women weird. cursing, you know, it's, <laughs> there it is. No, um, we, we made it down to Rome. For for a game, yeah. so we're looking at we're looking at host family programs in uh, in minor league baseball. And so we had a few days, and we made it to Rome. How far away is Rome from from Atlanta? Rome is not that far. Um, it's not. It's it's four and a half. Okay. No Georgia. It's no Georgia. It's not that far. Oh. All right. It, it was beautiful and hottest. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why we wanted to go out and see my family this time to see if we can handle the heat and the and yeah. the humidity. It was like ninety four with yeah. like eighty percent humidity. <laughs> yeah. That's how my dad is. Yeah, he's used to the heat, man. It's yeah, to sticky. Heat. So, did you have you made it out to California on an off day? Did you guys make it out here to San Diego? Oh uh, no, I didn't. I mean, I've been there before though, so I didn't. I didn't. I didn't go on. So, you grew up in the South. You grew up in Georgia. Yeah. You went to school in Tallahassee. Um, yeah, that's all hot, humid. And then you come out to yeah. Phoenix, where it's a dry heat. But I mean, you were out there days. It was like 115 degrees, right? Oh yeah. So yeah, how did yeah, you – How did, was there an adjustment to that? Yeah, it was a big adjustment. I mean, I was just – I remember looking up at the sky. I'm like, man, I don't see a cloud, man. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't see a cloud out here. It was like, when is it going to rain? But, I mean, it was real. And it was, I actually like playing in the heat, though, rather than the cold. I mean, so now if they send you out to single a fort wayne yeah the first like month and a half two months of the yeah, season out there is cold so yeah, you better prepare get some I get some of those hand warmers you know the things you shake them up and <laughs> yeah. put them in your pocket yeah get it get a really good beanie so you can keep your yeah. head warm earmuffs like our headphones like eh, they're not headphones yeah. or earmuffs man it's cold out there yeah, hey yeah. why do they have the beats logo on the side <laughs> hey so what, so what, what on the defense? Did they work? Uh, what do they work on with you in the defense? Was it was it running drills? Was it a first step? Or was it? Oh, defensively, um, just arm velo, and they knew I could go get the balls in the gaps and stuff. Just a lot of arm velo. Just made sure I um, the, what was the arm program every day, and I actually had got way better. So, so working on was, strength and that kind of stuff. Yeah, arm velo. Yeah, arm program. That's about it. So you got 29 steals at Tallahassee, yeah. 11 this year at the complex. So speed's a speed's a big part. Of, you're proud of your speed. Yes, I am. Yeah. So that's is that something you had to work on a whole lot growing up, or does it just always come natural for you? I'll honestly say, um, half of it came from my father too. Is your dad sitting he, in the other room? Is he right there? Is he like right there? No, no, no. He's not in the other room. I mean, <laughs> no, no. 
I know when he hears this, he's gonna laugh. But I mean, he played in the NFL, so I have to put him in there. So, yeah. So you mentioned football. Did you play any other sports growing up? Yes, football. I played football and a little bit, but I hey, I had to stop because my dad, ooh man, him in football, he was very ooh man. That was his sport, so I didn't man. I think he played with the Phoenix, no, the Arizona, Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, what I read yeah. was your grandfather played for Tampa Bay. I didn't know your dad did. Yeah, no, then my dad did, but my um, granddaddy he got drafted for um baseball for um with the Cleveland Indians. The Indians. Oh. Did he play? Did he play much? Did he play much? No, his brother did though. He didn't play much. It All was, right. Yeah. So it's in your it's blood. A, it's a big sports family. Yeah. Okay, but you, well, but you yeah. couldn't live in, in your dad's shadow trying to go up through football. But no, you, no, he was too tough. He, 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 him, oh man, he, oh man, that was crazy. I had to, I had to, oh man, I said baseball might be a sport today. <laughs> I mean, man, yeah. Well, let me ask, how, how is your dad's knees and his fingers and uh, <laughs> how's his body holding uh, up after all those years of football? Oh, he's, he's doing good. I mean, he works out a lot. He tries to work out a lot. He's Still thinks he's faster than me now. He, yeah, it, that's kind of funny. He'll keep saying that he don't care how old he gets. He's gonna say he's better than me. Um, my mother says it too. She thinks she's faster than me. It's just, man, it's just. Was, was mom was mom an athlete too? My mom, I, she was. She actually did track a little bit in high school. But her sister, she went to UGA for track. So honestly, yeah. Just, wow, speed all over the place. God dang. Yeah. Athletic family—that's fantastic, man. And and I and I love that you that your dad taught you all this stuff. You know, your uh, strong family bond there is huge. Yeah. Yes. All right. So, so the, the game's getting interesting. Go on. Okay, you had a big full a big year, uh, a full yeah. JUCO season. Then you get drafted. Your first taste of pro ball. Uh, what are you thinking about in your uh, as you prepare for your full for your first full season next year? I'm just going to focus on just staying healthy and um, just keep working every day um, and just try to get better, learn, just keep learning. That's all I really can do. So did the do. team have some sort of like an, uh, your, an your exit plan. interview or a assignment for you for the off season? Player plan. Oh, it kind of they did. They just told me, you know, just don't lose your speed because a lot of people kind of lose it in the off season, just eating a lot and not working out. And just keep hitting um, – they was very proud of me how I came in and it just um, went and just, oh, man, what's the word, man? Oh, man. <laughs> just, oh, man. Oh, man, what's that word? It just adapt quickly to pro ball. Yeah, they were just happy about that, how I adjusted. Well, and that's a good question. So what what was the biggest surprise for you? Um, you know, you get drafted in a JUCO. You see all these other guys that were drafted at four-year colleges, D1. You yeah. come in like, do I fit in? Do I belong? I mean, you hit 343. What was uh, what was the most surprising part about your first taste of pro ball? Oh man, the competition. I'll say that I saw different competition. You know, I saw a lot of my close friends and the, um, they're from Dominican Republic now. So I just learned from them and just like man, there's actually some really good people in this world, man. It is man. Do you learn? Do you know Spanish? Yes, I know a couple of Spanish. Yeah, I know some Spanish. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, you you I always had a couple bad ones. <laughs> I remember, man, the first practice, man, I was out there. It was like two. It was me and Pierce Jones. We got drafted, I think, the 26th round. And um, me and him, 
the outfield coach, which um, was Raul, you know, he's Puerto Rican. He's Puerto Rican. So it was speaking Spanish. Me and Pierce, we was looking like, man, what's going on? Like, hey, we're going to have to learn Spanish a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah, but yeah, yeah, they're cool. I love all the Yeah, I guess you never know when they're talking about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, it took me a while to you. You know when they're talking about you, though, you just know. Well, well yeah. question is: this, so, do you have a nickname? Yes, I got two nicknames actually. All right. Um, honestly, my um, Dominican brothers they called me on um, the machine. They called me the machine. The machine. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they called me the machine because they called me that because like it was funny. Um, Christian Heredia, um, he had said that I always get a hit each game I play in. So. He used to call me the machine. I remember one game, I had one. I think it was the Cubs. I went 0 for 5 with two strikeouts. And he was like, what machine? What's going on, the machine? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's a funny guy. Yeah, he's funny. I mean, <laughs> the machine, then everybody calls me low. That's about it. Yeah. The machine, that's flattering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can come up with a lot of worse things to call you. Yeah. And and, yeah. and is it low or loke? No, low. 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 Like, okay, yeah. Yeah. So you're back in in Atlanta now. Yeah. Yes. Is there a facility you train at? What's uh, what's your program the off season? Um, you know I go back to Tallahassee a lot too and train also there. But in Atlanta, I do a lot of speed work with my father, and I hit with um a guy named Marcellus Holloway. He I got drafted in Kansas City a while back ago, I think 2012, and just work with him, do different hitting drills and stuff. He's just trying to make me feel for my power again. That's probably... Do you know if anybody from the Padres is going to be checking in on you? Uh, the Padres? Mm, players? No, I mean coaches and coaches. stuff. Uh, no, I haven't really talked to none of the coaching staff. You know, they just told me to rest up, heal your body, and just get ready to okay. come back. As we we started doing these interviews last year in the offseason, and we found like as, as we got through the offseason, people were – yeah, the the coaches would kind of travel around and they'd go check in on different guys. Yeah, um, yeah. It's yeah. early. It's early in the season. It's, it is. It's way early. Yeah. Everybody's. I mean, everybody's taking their time off right now. Everybody's watching the yeah. baseball game except for us. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So <laughs> let's let, so let's get you through the lightning round and get you out of here, Taylor. Do we really appreciate you coming on? Um, we have a thing that's called the podcast mojo. Uh, people that come on the podcast, their uh, careers usually excel. Uh, pretty good. Yeah. So you start at the complex. Uh, we expect to see you in Lake Elsinore and above yeah. uh, come next year. Yeah, we like to think that we bring some good luck. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, okay, lightning round. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. Celebrity crush. Coochie train. <laughs> Favorite southern dish. Oh, man. You know, I'm from I'm South Hey, I'm Georgia, South Georgia. So I got to say South Georgia country fried chicken. Uh, uh, oh. So you mentioned Chick-fil-A. Have you tried the mac and cheese at Chick-fil-A yet? I honestly did. First time I tried it was on um, Imperial. It's really time. good. Yeah. They got that little cheesy crust on there. Yeah. Have you had it yet? No, I don't, I've never gone to Chick-fil-A. Yeah. You've never been to Chick-fil-A? No. Oh, my God. You're missing out. you never been to Chick-fil-A? No. Oh, man. We have too many taco shops around here, man. I ain't going to have a taco guy. Well, when we go out to Peoria, we're going to have to get some Chick-fil-A and bring it to Taylor. Yeah. But yeah. he's just not yeah. allowed to take it into the dugout with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's your favorite Harry Potter movie and why? The Sorcerer's Stone. No, yeah, The Sorcerer's Stone. I love that movie. I mean, I used to always, I remember walking around as a kid, I used to always have a broom. And I act like I'm flying. That's about it. Yeah, I, just, I was fascinated with that. I can, I can imagine like eight-year-old you jumping off the couch with the broom. 
So this is going to be a real deep dive into your geekdom. Uh, do you have a Harry Potter? Do you have a Hogwarts uh, house? Hogwarts? No, I honestly gave it away. I used to have the toys and everything. And gave it all away. Like no, like yeah. not the house, but like, are you Slytherin? Are you? I don't know. Oh, Slytherin. Yeah, yeah. That's no, I mean. no, 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 not Slytherin. No, no, no. Dumbledore, too. Dumb, okay. Dumbledore. All right, Dumbledore. Okay. Slytherin are more like the evil, like they're like the bad Jedi, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was scared of them. All right. Okay, so other than uh, other than a cat or a dog, what pet would you have? A lion. A lion? A lion. Yeah. A lion. You better have a big yeah. yard for a lion. Yeah, a lion. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and, so other than A Rod, who's your favorite baseball player? Lorenzo Kane. Lorenzo Kane. Okay, that seems like an easy question after this at this point. Dude, we're tagging him on this episode. You know, yeah. I'm I am really looking forward to the day that there's a, a minor league game and you know they've got all the guys from the major league side, but they always bring up a few minor league players yeah. to tag yeah. along and then they throw them in late. So I'm hoping that when they play the Brewers next spring, you happen yeah. to tag along for one of those games. You get to go yeah. go up against him. Yes, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Uh, you're you're going to get to meet him next year. I'm sure of it. Yeah, you were yeah. in the outfield. You're like, hey. <laughs> and you're like, son. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so waffles or pancakes? Pancakes. Oh. If is, you is, there, is there somebody in your family that's got a special pancake recipe or something? Nah, not really. Do, do you I'm do the really. pancakes just straight with butter and syrup, or do you put, like, other stuff on it? Butter and syrup. Okay. Yeah, traditional. I like that traditional. Yeah. Hey, waffles and chicken. Or yeah. chicken have you and have you been to Waffle House? Yeah. Have you've been to Waffle? <laughs> yeah. The Waffle yeah, House yeah. is huge in the South. Yeah. And yeah, there's like you, hey, it's huge in the South. It's very huge in the South. There's like forty seven different ways you can get your waffle, you know, with all the different stuff on it. Right. Anyway. I, I've I've only been a couple of times, but it's a big deal to me. No, we whenever we're out there in Tennessee to visit my uh, my family, we always hit up Waffle House. We hit, that's where we lived on when we were on our road trip. They they don't really have them out here in San Diego. There may be no. one or two in town, but they're nowhere near here. Um, so when I go yeah. out to Phoenix, that's when I get to go to Waffle House. If you can, <laughs> if you can meet anyone in history, who would it be and why? Babe Ruth. I might, I need to ask for my hit so many home runs. Ah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, I got one more before we sign off. Okay, go ahead. In and out or five guys? Ooh. There's an in and out right next to the complex, too. Yeah. There's a five guys right around the corner, right. too, though. Five guys. Five oh, guys. you East Coast. You know, I'm not going to hold that against you or uh, the fact that you're a Yankees fan. That's all right. No, we really <laughs> no, And I love both. I really, whichever is closer for us is, is better. It, yeah. it just doesn't really matter. Plus, you get the free peanuts at, at five guys. That's yeah, overrated. Yeah. Oh man! Hot give me, give me that, give me that double double animal style, extra toasted <laughs> bun, and I'm happy. I don't need, I don't need peanuts. Well, hey Taylor, man, we really appreciate you coming on. Uh, we're probably gonna, we have, we have, we haven't set our our uh, spring training plans quite yet, but if we're out there, we're definitely gonna find you in the backfields and say hey. Uh, we'd love to catch up with you later on, uh, you know, later on in the year, maybe later on in the sea or in the off season. See how you're doing. Yeah. Um, it's been a blast talking to you, man. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you.